Wallace and Gromit and friends and their talented creators have just arrived at the Australian Centre for the Moving Image to celebrate the 40th anniversary of Aardman Animations. Running until October the 29th, this latest of the Melbourne Winter Masterpieces is a virtually exhaustive exhibition of the company's entire body of work, including their next feature film, Early Man, coming out early next year. Visiting Aardman founders and co-curators, Peter Lord and David Sproxton, working very closely with Acme head curator Fiona Trigg and the Art Ludique Museum in Paris, have delivered a generous serving of early sketches, concept art, original models, plasticine sets, and, of course, the plasticine characters themselves. I was fortunate enough to hear Peter and David's brilliant introduction to the exhibition and to chat to Fiona about what it was like to put it all together. It's a real great pleasure to be here, actually. As you go through this little archway, you'll see pictures of Pete and me in our youth, uh, working in the spare bedroom of my rather suburban home uh, just outside London. And I think, when I think back to those days, would we ever have expected ourselves to have an exhibition like this on the other side of the world? The answer is definitely no. Um, did we deserve it in the way we looked? Yes, of course we did. Yes, yes. So it's great. So... It's 40 years that we've been doing what we do, pushing clay models around. But we like to think this is, we're kind of looking back, but we're looking forward to the next 40 years, to the next generation. Uh, we'd love to be able to say that everything you're going to see is all our work, but of course it isn't. There's a huge number of great artists, collaborators, model makers, storyboard artists that we've worked with and built up over the years. And one of the things we wanted to do when this exhibition was first suggested to us uh, with Art Ludique was to show all the thinking that goes into what you finally see on screen. So there's a lot of artwork out there, which actually Pete and I hadn't seen until it went on display. In fact, only just now, we spotted a very small... It's a bit of morph storyboard going way, way back to probably about 1976, something like, something like that. Um, we can tell it's all because the storyboard paper that it's on, we haven't used for almost hundreds of years. The other great thing about it, it was a storyboard story which we never made. And that's part of what we're saying in this exhibition. We're trying to show the inner thinking of Aardman and how you get to the final result. An awful lot of ideas that get sort of stuck in the bin. Not because they're bad ideas, they're not just as good as they could be. And in fact, a lot of our storyboard artists, most of their work doesn't make the final cut. We'd go through a lot of iterations to get the story to be really spot on, as funny as it can be, as dramatic as it can be. So you'll see a lot of work which is literally work in progress. They're transient drawings. They're ideas being worked out on a bit of paper, then you move forward to something else. And there's also some beautiful production artwork. The art direction, the art department, you know, draw production designs which go to model makers. Again, Pete and I hadn't really seen these because actually what we see are the final models. We might check out rough sketches and then they're drawn up into production designs, which in their own way are beautiful bits of art. But in fact, they're purely transient information being moved on to another department. So that's what we've been trying to show. It's taken us down memory lane, that's for sure, particularly when I see those pictures out in the first section here. It has been great working with Art Ludique and Acme. Uh, it's been a great voyage of discovery as we've dug into our archives and dug out stuff that is ancient and yet refreshing to see. And as Martin says, it brings us up to date as well. And we hope to think that the audience will be inspired by... In a way, the, the depth of the material they're going to see and seeing how we've developed from two young lads in a spare bedroom into an international studio with about 150 full-time people. And this week, probably 
320 on the on the books as we are in fully engaged in shooting Nick's next film, Early Man, and a lot of other ideas alongside that. So yes, the audience should be inspired to actually have a go themselves. There's some uh, there's a workshop at the back of the exhibition uh, where families and kids can actually do some animation, lovely little setups. And that's kind of how we started, very, very simple setup, doing very simple work, and then gradually built up sort of bigger and longer stories and got a great break with a show that some of you may remember, Vision On and Take Heart, out of which our dear friend Morph came. Right, I'm going to ask Pete to say some thanks. Thank you. Enjoy it. Yes, just a few thanks. Um, 40 years has been bandied about a bit, but in fact this chap here, I think that's like at least 46 years old, that's when we... First thing we ever sold to the BBC. I would like to thank, of course, I want to thank uh, Diane from Arludique because when we first talked to them in Paris, I can't remember, four or five years ago, a long time ago, they suggested an exhibition of our work. And, of course, we were, we were thrilled because, because we love to show off, basically. And this was a wonderful opportunity to show off. And uh, that was wonderful, but I feel it's moved on to a whole new level here in Melbourne. It's absolutely thrilling to see what the ACME team have done with our work. And it's incredibly flattering um, and, and, and wonderful. We want to thank the, the Victorian government. Uh, and we're so thrilled and uh, proud to be a Melbourne winter masterpiece, edging aside Vincent van Gogh, you know, he's, <laughs> he's old news. And, uh, and uh, yeah, so it's, it's, it's a great, just wonderful. We feel very, very honoured and privileged, we really do. Uh, I came to this place a year and a half ago when the Bowie exhibition was on, and I saw it and I thought, oh, yes, please. You know, this is such a fabulous venue, and uh, we were just so excited by the prospect of getting in here, and now I see it completed. It looks absolutely wonderful, so it's thrilling. I want to thank uh, Nio Harding-Hill, who's here from Ardman. She's been, uh, she's been working away, curating this, and we, back in Bristol we have... Um, an archivist, Tom Vincent, who's been also helping to put all these things together, because as Dave suggested, he and I had no idea that most of this stuff existed. So it was a wonderful piece of archive work to, to bring it all out. And then there's one chap who's not here, him in the middle, and, and that's Nick Park. And, you know, it would be ingenuous of me not to mention him, because frankly, so much of our success actually comes from, from Nick there because he invented Wallace and Gromit in the first place. He's a comic genius, so we're very grateful to him for bringing such great characters to our man. Uh, also grateful because he's working. Dave and I are swanning around the world. <laughs> he's back in Bristol slaving away making his new films. That's a perfect combination, really. Just, <laughs> yeah, uh, he's, he's, he's keeping us all going. So thanks to Nick. And as Dave's also mentioned, always... Huge thanks to the artists, because Dave and I obviously take all the credit, that's our job, but there are so many magnificent artists behind the scenes over the past 40 years who've done this stuff, who've done the fabulous drawings, fabulous, fabulous models, uh, incredible invention, incredible artistry, incredible craft, because you'll see this is an exhibition all about craft, so we're so grateful to them, and I'll finish, I'll, I'll finish on, on Acme, because the team here have been a delight to work with and have helped us make, make our work look wonderful so, so thank you to them thank you all Hello, 
you're listening to Artsbind on the Nation with myself, Christian, and I'm here with uh, Fiona Trigg, the head curator of um, the art and exhibition at Ackerby Wallace and Robert and Friends. Wonderful title. Thanks so much for meeting with me today. It's my pleasure, Christian. Um, so yeah, we're just in the gallery space at the moment, right here, some wonderful characters from uh, the Coast of the Were-Rabbit, Lady Campanula, and um, Ralph Fiennes' uh, character, the villain, uh, Victor Quartermain, is right next to us. So yeah, how are you, now that it's happened, how, how are you feeling at the moment? Feeling relieved that the show is finished and <laughs> mm. up, but very happy that we're able to bring this to Melbourne audiences. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Could you um, could you tell us, I suppose, yeah, what what, what it means to them um, to the Melbourne animation scene that uh, Peter Lord and David Spraxton are coming from Ardman? Yeah, um, yeah. Well, Peter and David have come out for this week and they're mm. here for the opening today, and they've both mm. been incredibly helpful and charming. Mm. Um, they walked through the show a couple of days before we were ready to open and helped make some final adjustments and dived into cases to adjust characters and mm. bend ears on rabbits and make sure that oh, everything yeah. was just the way they wanted it. Um, but they've been really fantastic collaborators to work with and Arvin's a really fantastic company. Um, they're very open and mm. very uh, helpful with uh, supplying us with any imagery and footage that we need um, to bring their work to the public. Ah, oh, brilliant. So they were very involved in the process. Of, yeah, yeah, like the show was put together originally in Paris by a museum, a, a private museum that worked initially with Ardman. Oh, yeah. The show's changed a little bit for the Melbourne version, and so we've added a little bit of extra material and, you know, rearranged it a little bit. So Ardman have been really great to work with. Oh, fantastic. And, yeah, of course, it's called Wallace and Gromit and Friends. So mm-hmm. of course, yeah, of course, the, the crowd favourite Wallace and Gromit is here. But, um, yeah, just, just looking around, I mean, it's, 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 like, very extensive in the scope of the Harman's career that, like, all the shorts are here as well. So, yeah, could you, uh, I, I guess, like, personally, are there any sort of shorts or drawings or models that you were especially excited to see here? Um, well, the exhibition covers over 40 years of their mm. production, so it's really actually interesting to see the depth and breadth of their work not mm. just the famous characters like Wallace and Gromit mm. and um, Sean the Sheep, yeah. um, but all the shorts and the ads that they've done and music mm. videos. So just to see artwork from a whole range of artists that work with them, it's really interesting to see that depth. And you get to see all the different phases of animation, so initial sketches through to finished sets and puppets. Um, so it's mm. quite kind of a good way of finding about the process of animation as well and, and the steps that Arvin take to start from an initial idea and end up with a finished film. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. And um, and there's a few workshops and things that they're running as yeah, well. Isn't public it? Yeah, public programs are running mm. different model making workshops and stop motion animation workshops. And in the gallery itself, you can do a little bit of stop motion and play with some clay at the end of the mm. um, show. Because after you've seen all the beautiful little puppets, you really want to get your hands on some plasticine. Yeah, and yeah. See how, how hard it is. It looks easy, but it's really hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 as um, like walking around the exhibition, I've sort of heard like both sides, like about um, on the one hand, like it's really hard, but. Um, I've also heard them, or read, read them rather, sort of saying that it's, it's a little bit easier in some ways than you than you might think. Well, I yeah. guess the process is quite simple. You know, mm. you just have a figure, you take a picture, you move it, mm. you take another picture. Like mm. it's it's not um, special effects. It's, it's mm. really just hard work. But the yeah. um, artistry is in being able to act through a plasticine figure and I, you know and, and get the humour and the story across in, in mm. animation. And that's what they're really great at. Because yeah, um, certainly in, in in the lodge, um, David David to talk about the like all the other people behind the scenes. You know, of course, Ardman isn't just a duo. So yeah, what do um, I, I guess what are you sort of envisaging this will mean to like Melbourne animators and then well, also I just hope anyone it's just interested inspiring in animation yeah. to um, people to mm. get out and have a go and and mm. like the, there's hundreds of drawings in the show from really mm. finished beautiful hand painted watercolors through to the roughest of sketches. 
Yeah. And I think Arben, um, Peter and David, they often say that they think in drawing, and I think that's mm. really evident, that the key to being able to animate is to be able to imagine things visually through drawing as the first stage of experimentation before you move on to actually making things move. And yeah. I think it's really great to see the drawings of characters like Sean the Sheep, mm. where they'll just do a slight change in the eyes, and yet it creates a whole different expression. So even though the drawings are kind of rough and fast, there's this real skill in capturing character. Um, mm. And that, I think that would be really inspiring to want to be animators or already practicing animators, just to see the kind of actual skill and the kind of finesse that they have in, at the end of their pencils. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Because, um, I mean, I know all the people talk about animation as being like quite exaggerated, but it's, it's so interesting to hear about like just the subtleties of it as well, like changing one little thing and yeah, yeah. how much that changes. I mean, I yeah. know really, you know, their work is comic. That's what mm. they really work towards all the time. Mm. They're not really making serious, dark, <laughs> you know, message films. They're making mm. really joyful, playful, absurd films. But mm. they're really full of really rich characters, and without characterization, the films wouldn't work, the human mm. wouldn't work. And you only achieve characterization by being able to capture emotions in eyes and eyebrows and mouths in mm. animation. I mean, the whole Sean the Ship, you know, there's mm. hardly any dialogue, so it has to come across in the physicality and the sight gags and mm. the facial expressions, and that's what they're really fantastic at. Oh yeah, and and I think mixing the dark as well as the light, I think, in a lot of yeah, like certainly in their in their well-known feature films, um, and and also the um, I don't know if I've seen much of it. Oh, of course, Creature Comforts, but the lip sync series from early on in their career, yeah, um, like yeah. fully equipped and yeah, so sort of the other ones in the series there too. They were yeah. yes, they really kind mm. of were pioneers in that mm. whole technique of just taking all ordinary conversations and then animating them with inappropriate mm. animals. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Very good to see them. And uh, I suppose just to quickly wrap up, could you maybe give us like sort of your your view of how far um, claymation stop, um, stop motion animation has come and where it, where it's at today versus yeah how it was maybe when Ardman started or you know even as far back as um, King Kong. I think people always predict that stop motion animation will die out because of computer generated animation making things mm. sort of easier. But there's a tactility to stop motion to working mm. with real objects that shows up on the screen. Mm. And I think it just gives a real warmth and a real handmade quality that is completely charming and seductive. And so I think people all around the world continue to make stop-motion animation. Oh, yeah. um, and mm. it's not going to die out anytime mm. soon. And audiences continue to see it as well. They, exactly, yeah. 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 I think you have a real kind of physical response to it when you see it. It's, I think somewhere in your brain you're reminded of playing with stuff when you're like three. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the physicality of it. And I think that's deeply satisfying to watch. Yeah, and when you see all mm. the sets that are in the show, like the mm. incredible handmade kind of objects and backgrounds, and all the little details and the gags, you know, it's like mm. looking at the best dolls' houses, and it's it's really fantastic to see. Yeah, yeah, that's like yeah, that's exactly the same reaction I got. That just yeah, the details like kind of overwhelming, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And it definitely feels like I'm just just seeing the models of the characters. That it's a similar sort of reaction to you know like seeing favorite actors, or because you know these. Definitely do feel like yes, yeah, they, stars of the yeah, yeah stars really of the screen yeah. yeah yeah absolutely they're very dynamic yeah and of course you can I mean you talked about <laughs> computer animation there but um you know, this the flushed away artwork even so that's oh, one yes. of the ones yeah, that I mean, yeah, combine both a yeah of CG films but mm. I think what's really kept their mm. company going is the mm. stop motion claymation that's really their signature style and what they do oh, best. yeah yeah mm. what they're most loved for fantastic um, well yeah best of luck with uh, the exhibition and thanks very much. 
Thanks so much for your time, yeah. So yes, as you just heard, all the favourites are there, of course. There's plenty to see of the famous bumbling inventor and his long-suffering dog, some very cute scenes from Shaun the Sheep, and a few memorable set pieces from Chicken Run. But many visitors are likely to be surprised by just how many friends Wallace and Gromit actually have at Hartman a company who also did scores of other shorts, commercials, music videos, and even other feature films that never got quite as much attention as their first two. It's easy to forget that their first Academy Award was for Nick Park's Creature Comforts, the delightful zoo mockumentary that actually beat A Grand Day Out for Best Animated Short in 1989. Just as they've been making children's films that adults can also get into, they've also produced some more adult-oriented works that kids are still drawn to because of the animation. As Fiona said, Claymation has a particular playful and tactile feel to it, a warmth that comes from its refreshing simplicity. Its animators basically get to play around with their favourite toys in front of a camera and make their little creations feel as real to the audience as they do to them. At the media preview I attended, I was very happy, but not really surprised, to see the adults having just as much fun as the tiny kids who also got to go. The wide-eyed children were thrilled to see things like Wallace's vegetable garden, the flying machine from Chicken Run, and the massive pirate ship in the back room, right there in the flesh. While the adults were marvelling at the witty details the Aardman animators sneak into these worlds they create. I suppose that Aardman, like Disney, is usually associated with light, cheerful family entertainment, mostly because their animation style is colourful, quirky and humorous, the characters are likeable, and most of their films have happy endings. Mm, for adults, this might be the overall impression, but certainly for a child, these films really make you work for those moments of happiness. Many of their iconic, darker scenes feature in the exhibition as well, including the chicken pie machine, Gromit's heartbreaking night in jail, and, of course, Feathers McGraw, the evil penguin from A Close Shave. It was also great to see some of the best comic characters from Curse of the Were-Rabbit, the CGI animated Flushed Away, and their most recent feature, the Pirates Band of Misfits, who've been voiced by such British stars as Hugh Grant and Kate Winslet, who've been voiced by British stars such as Hugh Grant and Kate Winslet, who've been voiced by British who've been voiced by British stars such as Hugh Grant and Kate Winslet, actors that any directors would be thrilled to work with although it looks like they were even more excited to be lending their voices to such classic stories and characters. Wallace and Gromit and Friends is a wondrous exploration of all of Aardman's many creations and the breadth of talent behind them, bringing its visitors into the worlds of the fan favourites, introducing them to some of their more obscure works, and getting them extra excited for the next adventure.